2: To the first Bridge Town Hall. We couldn't be more excited about being here today. This is uh, the beginning of what we hope to be an amazing venture adventure for all of us. Uh, we started, for those of you that haven't been to any uh, Bridge events lately, we just want to let you know, we re- restarted and had our first meeting in July. And since then, we have come up with pretty much an incredible lineup of things that are going to happen in the next um, little while. So with that, I want to give, and first of all, we're all just employees doing other jobs in this company, and we're going to try our best to pull off a really great town hall today. And with that, I'm going to get the uh, presentation started. So give me one second here. All right. So um, before we start any meeting, of course, we have to uh, do a safety briefing. So let me just kind of knock that out first. Here's our new logo. Um, this is this is we are so excited about this. It's always been about connecting people of all abilities, but this month specifically is the National Disability Employment Awareness Month, and with that, we just couldn't be excited more excited. To uh, kick off what we're going to be doing for the next couple of years, and hear your input as well to see what we can do to to help you. Okay, real quick, the safety briefing, which we always want to do. We always want to keep each other safe. So, know where your exits are. In case of fire, you know, know what you're going to do, where your closest fire extinguisher is and uh, make sure your batteries are checked in those two. And this is if you're at home or at work or in the terminal, like be the person that knows all this stuff so you can help out. You know, identify who uh, your CPR folks are uh, for natural disasters, where you're going to go um, and how you're going to, you know, help out. Uh, telephone nine one one as always act a shooter. What you're what you're gonna do? Hide if you can't, you know, uh, and fight as a last resort. Always run first. I, I should have said that. First. Um, COVID. We're all we're all pretty well aware of what the COVID protocols are now, and we uh, really uh, thank the company for keeping us all safe. And of course, the last one is uh, hit your vaccination. All right. So, with that, we are old members and new members. And like I said uh, earlier, we had a meeting in July at that point. We were going down to four people in the on the team. And since then, uh, under the amazing, Executive sponsorship of Toby Inquist and Luke Bonder. We have added 18 new members. Like, I couldn't be more excited than working here. I'll I'll put myself back up there and then we'll go back to this. But I will tell you that working with and meeting the the 18 people that you hopefully come to know very well over the next few years um, is the most enthusiastic, energetic, Passionate group of people you you could ever want on a team like this, because they care. they've They've experienced it. We've all had an experience one way or the other um, related to disabilities, and it has grown into a passion to help people with disabilities. And I will tell you every single one of these folks on this team is about as amazing as they can get. And they have um, they have different stories different understandings. And I think through um, a lot of the folks that you're going to meet, we're going to learn a, a deeper understanding of how each one of us can help. And it's funny because you you come into a space because of a personal event. And once you're in this kind of a space that you learn, there's so many other things we can do to help. And, and really that's why we're here. You know, we're, we want to connect like, our company, United Airlines, to all the customers out there with disabilities. But we also want to take all the employees and, and support anybody that needs support, and we also want to make sure that we're bringing in employees that are um, have a disability and make sure they know that there's no barriers to them working here. So that's our goal. Um, today is really a day of um, just saying thank you for supporting us and to let you know what we're going to do. Um, The rundown for the day is basically um, we're going to do an overview of what we've decided would be a good focus for bridge in the next couple years. And then we'll go down some like national statistics of what's going on in the world. We're going to look over what United has done and is doing very important. It's really exciting what we've already done, but even with all the things that we've already done, there's more to do. And we know that and Every day we're hearing, you know, different things that we can do, and we're taking advantage of a company, not taking advantage of us, of course, but we're promoting that to the people that make these decisions and we're making change. So that is really important to all of us. Um, We, after we do all that, we have a great panel today. We have three amazing employees that have. Uh, offered to share their stories with you, and we want we want to um, highlight them for everything they've done and everything that uh, they can share with us. Like uh, they they're here to educate, and we're going to keep doing this on a regular basis. So you're going to see lots of employees that are making great strides and um, affecting change in their workplace and for their communities. So. After that, we'll take a whole bunch of questions and uh, we're going to wrap up with how you can get involved. So uh, it's going to be a great hour. We thank you for joining us. It's going to be uh, special. So I'm going to start with a quote. And this is from one of the. Secretary of Labor, uh, he is a past Secretary of Labor, but employers have recognized for some time that it's smart business to have a diverse workforce, one in which many views are represented every, and everyone's talents are valued. I think the biggest part of his statement right there is well, disability is part of diversity. So we talk about DEI a lot in our in our company, and it's really important to remember that it's um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. But that includes accessibility, and that means we just need to keep having this story told over and over because disability is part of diversity, and dis- and the uh, accessibility is is a really huge part of. Um, what what we're hoping the company and and we all do moving forward. Um, What we're doing as a business resource group, so one of them is we're really working hard to get everybody involved. I mean, that's a huge thing for us because uh, apparently – you know, not as many frontline workers were involved with business resource groups. And I know for the flight operations, we are, we are working hard to educate what business resource groups are and how much they do in our communities and how, they, and how everybody can get involved. So Bridge specifically, um, we're committed to being an ally for all employees and customers. But we've decided that everything that we take on is going to fall into one of these three buckets that you see up there. The first one is educate. I mean, I'm sorry, you can read. I I messed up. (laughs) It's advocate. Advocate. So advocate, I mean, we're real serious. We've already reached out to our government affairs team. We're trying to, you know, be aware of everything that they're doing. And we're also hearing from employees as to what is important that we champion. Um, we we want to be down um, on Capitol Hill. We want to meet with senators. We, we want to be a part of change. So there's a whole bunch of things happening right now. And we are in the process of learning how to be, um, involved in all of that. So internal awareness is really important as well. And for instance, um, we announced United Next, and the first thing that our entire team did was um, trying to figure out how, uh, were, was, were all the new planes going to have some accessibility? Um, uh, oh, I guess what were exactly talking to them about is um braille seat uh numbers and bigger numbers and i will you'll you'll get to listen to more about that later but it was just like the first thought that came into our brains and the team started working on who do we talk to and how do we get this to happen so it's kind of things like that and then bringing that awareness to the people that are making those huge decisions um we're going to talk more about that and definitely empower everybody that uh, is break down all the barriers of every kind, and, and, and that goes with diversity in general, but we really want to make that happen for anybody with a disability. Um, education is huge, and there's so many factors about that, so we will support any type of education. And that is from the leaders at the very top about how to talk about disability to our employees, to our friends. Like Sometimes it's just hard to talk about. So we have some programs centered around that. And then, of course, how do you engage with anybody with a disability? And it's, it's really interesting that even though sometimes you think you're doing the right thing, it might not be the right thing. So education needs to be first and foremost in this. Um, That last bucket is connect. And so that's pretty obvious. We want to get everybody to join. We want to... Have so much fun doing it. Like One of our first things is here in uh, Dallas, They're doing a plane pull with Special Olympics, which is one of our partners. We're going to talk more about that. But it is just a time to come out, celebrate what they've been doing, and be a part of it. Um, of course, we'll recruit to be a part of Bridge. And uh, we're going to up our game on communications because we have pretty much the most amazing calm, um well, I will say person so far, and we almost have two, hopefully. Uh, But she is doing a fantastic job, and we anticipate having newsletters out, having these types of town halls, and um, just lots of communication to you. So with that, I'm going to go to some of our national statistics. And you know what? I am so sorry. I should have introduced myself. Um, I'll bring myself back up on the screen. This is my least favorite part, but... Um, My name is Jill Mills. I am the president of Bridge, and I also uh, am a captain on the 737 and an instructor on that airplane. Um, My day job, I actually work in the office as one of the assistant chief pilots here in Dulles, and I I really am thrilled to be here with you. But I'm going to introduce the person that just really works side by side with me, our vice president, Elliot Kadar. And I'm going to bring him up first so he can introduce himself, and then we'll go into the national statistics.
3: Awesome. Thanks, Jill. And thank you all for joining today. Uh, I absolutely share and echo Jill's enthusiasm for getting Bridge uh, up and firing again uh, and to have a really awesome team um, behind. So uh, thanks again for, for joining. Uh, as we kick off National Disability Employment Awareness Month, we wanted to to highlight a couple of Important statistics as to the to how much um, disabilities permeate life for many many of us, uh, not only at United but across the country. Uh, One in four Americans is living with at least one disability. uh, Many with with uh, several, with with many, many more. And they, they affect us as, uh, as individuals, as parents, as brothers, as sisters, as spouses, um, as friends. And so part of our hope is to, as Jill just mentioned, kind of increase the allyship and and help us all, uh, as we, as we understand what those, what disabilities mean for, for us and, and how we can bring unique elements to our work, to our communities, um, as we, as we as we enjoy each other's company and live together, uh, national disability employment awareness month is, has been a, and, and disability rights in, in, kind of broadly have been uh, a very, uh, long evolution. Um, and, and this culminated in 1988 when the, when the Congress designated October as national disability employment awareness month, uh, but disability rights have, have come a long way and we still have a long way to go. And so, we are excited to, to help partner with all of you as we increase and improve that mission, um, uh, here at United, uh, 2021, uh, we hope is a, is a good year, um, f- at least towards the end, um, for, for this effort and, uh, looking forward to, uh, you know, empowering inc- recovery, um, re- Amer- powering America's recovery with uh, and by inclusion, um, and uh, ensuring that, that we support and, and encourage and celebrate uh, employment needs and contributions of individuals with all types of disabilities. Um, so again, uh, very excited to, to be a part of this organization. Thank you all for joining. And I'm gonna turn it over to John, uh, who's gonna tell us a little bit more about uh, some of the things United's already doing and, uh, and things that we have in, in works. So thank you very much for joining.
1: Great. And thank you, Elliot. Um, Were we going to switch to the next slide, please?
2: Sure. I'll I'll switch to the next slide, but introduce yourself. This is a great job here. You do great things.
1: Thank you, Jill. Um, My name is John Kern. I'm the manager for our accessibility programs uh, here at United in our customer solutions and innovation team. Um, So my day job is actually focusing on disability and accessibility for all of our customers um, going forward. So really excited to be a part of Bridge. I'm really happy that we have such a huge and supportive team. Um, And obviously, we've got some work to do as we go forward and, and increase the accessibility and the level of service we provide for our customers and our employees. But it's also good to take a moment and kind of celebrate some of the recent awards that we've had in the the recent past here. So the two on the left with Disability In and the NOD, um, we actually have had organizations come and take a look at United Airlines and our hiring practices and the, the programs and projects that we work on. And these external groups actually have taken a look at those operations for us and measured us against all other types of business businesses and industries um, in terms of inclusion and accessibility uh, in the workplace and also the products we provide our customers And we have actually scored very high in a lot of these indexes and these comparative groups um, looking across, like I said, many, many different types of businesses. And we actually scored um, very, very high with both of those warrants. In addition, we've also done a lot of work in the cabin, um, making sure our in-flight entertainment systems of the future are accessible for all. And so we've actually received some industry awards on our accessibility for our new entertainment systems on the 787 aircraft and some of the other new orders as well. And as we go through any of the retrofits that we're going to do for new aircraft or any of the other aircraft that are currently flying, as long as they are um, getting their new interiors, um, they're going to have the same award. Uh, entertainment systems on board the aircraft as well. So we continue to expand that for everyone. In addition, we also received a Webby Award, and it's actually going to be extremely exciting. A little bit later, you're going to have a chance to speak with uh, an amazing person, with Ray Campbell, who's been a member of Bridge and on the leadership board for a while. Um, And he can actually help uh, explain some of the the work that went into making our mobile app uh, even more accessible for customers with low vision and other disabilities as well. And then lastly, the, the last two projects that um, have gone on fairly recently is a change that happened to the service animal um, policies from the Federal uh, Department of Transportation, which can allow airlines to require information captured and stored about that person's service animal. Well, this is a new hurdle to customers in uh, the environment uh, of today where they would never had to submit that type of information in the past. United went extremely um fast in making sure that we developed a a system to actually intake that information and store it on behalf of customers. So, they only have to fill that out once. Um, This is an industry-leading product for our customers that no other domestic airline has. So, we're really excited about that. We've heard some great things back from our customer group. And lastly, we've also actually gone to various disability organizations as a part of our normal course of business when we're designing things like the gate of the future. How does the new gate area look when you actually come to the airport and you're waiting for the aircraft? Can we change the the flows to be even more accessible? Can we have seats that are all over the the different um, gate areas that are truly accessible as well and not force customers to have to sit directly next to the podium? So by actually asking for insights and have the Hello. disability community be a part of our design, we actually made significant changes to our future gates. So we are extremely excited about the work that is coming and there's more to do. And with that, I'd like to turn it over to Sarah to talk about some of our other um, upcoming and exciting activities.
4: Awesome. Thank you so much, Sean. Um, It's great to be here, everyone. My name is Sarah Chung. I'm one of the HR managers and I support um, airport operations. So part of my role is incredibly special to me. I I got the incredible pleasure of being one of the coordinators to help uh, bridge our Special Olympics programs with United Airlines. So Special Olympics has been a partner within United Airlines for a long time. What well, I am going to specifically talk to you about today are incredible Special Olympics Service Ambassadors. So, Jill, if you want to put up the slide, we can see uh, some of the pictures from our Service Ambassadors. Um, back in 2019, we actually hired hey. four. Hey, Sarah.
2: Can I interrupt you for just a second? Yeah, absolutely. Because, uh, like I said earlier, we're not professionals at doing this production stuff, and unfortunately, our question and answer Page is not working, so we have a backup plan for everybody. Um, if you have a question for Sarah or John or Elliot or anybody that's come on, please um, just email bridge at united.com. Bridge, just, just our BRG name at United.com and we will paste and we will get the questions and uh, hopefully be able to answer them by the end. Okay, now I'll switch over to your your screen. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt.
4: No, perfect. Thank you, Jill. Yeah, we're happy to answer any questions. We, uh, we'll uh, we get better at this. We'll get better at this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as I was saying, we are so lucky at United Airlines to have actually partnered with the Special Olympics to hire four Incredible Special Olympics ambassadors in Chicago O'Hare. So, we hired them in 2019. Their two year anniversary is coming up in October. And actually, one of our bridge board members and panelists who will be speaking next, Daniel, was one of our OG4 in O'Hare. So, we are really, really excited um, to announce that we're actually expanding our program and adding 10 more Special Olympic ambassadors to Houston and to Denver. So, we are so, so excited. There will be much more info to come Um, and we will have welcome events um, and and a lot of celebrations to celebrate not only our new athletes, but our original four back in Chicago. But if you see our athletes in the lobby, please take some time, say hello. Um, They will be starting towards the end of October. So we are absolutely thrilled. Um, and with that, I'm going to turn it back over to Jill to actually start our panel interview. And, and Daniel, our Special Olympic athlete, will have a lot more to say on our SOSA program.
2: I knew I'd do it at least once. All right, Sarah, John, Elliot, thank you for all of that information. And we're going to go straight over to our panelists. And today we have Ray Campbell. And Daniel and Sandra, I'm going to I'm going to let them introduce themselves. But these these folks, first of all, I have to say a huge shout out to Ray and the other, there's there's three other bridge members that started this whole program two years ago. And they've done a phenomenal job. We're just going to carry on from where they they left off and hopefully add to it for, you know, in, in any way that you guys let us know that you'd like to do it. So I'm going to start with Ray. And I'm just going to ask each of you to just introduce yourself, let us know what you do at United and what disability, you know, you're really educating our audience on today. So, um, actually I'm going to, Ray is doing something with his video. So I'm going to start with Daniel. Daniel, are you all, are you ready for that? Just on the fly?
5: Yes. So just (laughs) a brief introduction. Sure. So, um, like, um, Joe and, um, Silla said, I am Daniel Spukowski. I'm one of the original full, special Olympic Silver's ambassadors here in Chicago. And, um, In addition to that, um, just a little brief introduction, but myself, I'm also an athlete leader here in Special Olympics, Illinois, and I'm also uh, proud to be one of 10 Special Olympics athletes globally that serve Special Olympics International as a Southern Survival International Global Messenger uh, on behalf of the global movement of Special Olympics olympics um and also uh when i'm not working at united and not not competing in special olympics i'm also in a, a world-winning podcaster uh, uh podcasting for 13 years on the special carnival show and um uh and uh which i'm sure joe will get to a unified work series which um today monday uh this week uh season two um, P- uh, Pimiers, um, with Oscar this week and uh, next week uh, Joe and Elliot will be on um, so stay tuned to Flying Together and the United Daily um, for links on how you can stream or uh, listen to the uh, Season 2 Unified at Work podcast series
2: Daniel, I love it, and you're and you're so humble because Daniel does so much uh, for our company, and he is certainly um, well known. I mean, he has tell some of the folks that you've interviewed. First of all, we are partnering with Special Chronicles for this entire month, so Daniel is doing um, a series that we'll be putting out on the Bridge uh, Find Together page. And he's really interviewed some really fast, not Elliot and I, but re- other <laughs> really fascinating people. Well, yeah. uh, and uh, starting start with Oscar this month, but tell us how Steve, you've come. Sure, yeah. Um, so
5: um, I've had an opportunity to have conversations with, well, going live today will be with Osco, and then, um, but in the past, I've had Tim Shrivel, chairman of Special Olympics. I've had uh, a Emmy winning TV um, p- producer, J- Jonathan Moley. I've had a um, actor, John Waspali from uh, CBS, the, Bing ba- the Big Bang Theory and ABC's Speechless. I've had uh, the cast of the show, Boneless um, way Way. I've had, who else? Trying to think of so I've had uh, uh, <laughs> over 400 something episodes for um, 13 years. Uh, so, yeah, especially um, com is if anybody wants to go and listen to any of those
6: um,
5: episodes. Well,
2: hope- hopefully, after this month, you're going to have a whole bunch of new subscribers and you, you just it'll go crazy because we're going to promote all of them in addition to the ones you're doing with us as a partner. All right. So I'm going to go back to the screen here That's let's back up. So um, we keep talking about Ray. We're working on his video right now. And as soon as we get it, we'll, we'll bring him on board. But he used, he was the original chief of staff for this BRG, And he is a huge, huge reason why we won that. we um, uh, award and he works in the uh, accessibility area. So I'm going to bring on Sandra next. She is one of our chapter chairs. She's going to she's she is um, on the board and she's going to oversee all of the chapters, which is going to be huge. But she has a really neat story, and I'm just going to let you introduce yourself, Sandra. Amazing to have you on and and thanks a lot. Here we go.
6: Hi, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, depending where you are. I'm Sandra Casper. Thanks for the introduction, Jill. I think it's hard to follow Dan and have Ray on on the panel, too, but I'll I'll do my best. Um, So I work in, I'm the director of leisure sales for United. I'm based in Chicago. If you hear a little bit of an accent, I always like to tell people that I am from Brazil because people are intrigued, where is this accent coming from? And uh, I've been with the company for over 20 years. And what got me engaged in Bridge specifically is I have a son that is in the autism spectrum. So it's something that is very close to my heart. And I'm here to educate people on autism, at least what I've learned from autism, because they do say when you know one person in the autism spectrum, you know one person because it presents itself very differently depending on, on who it is. Uh, So, from my experience, I want to share with you what I've learned. I want to get more people together talking about this invisible disability, which is hard to spot, and I'm very excited to be here. So, I have an eight-year-old son, his name is Daniel, like Daniel here, he's a brilliant young boy who is very much into maps and capitals and airport codes, and he has a restricted interest on that, which is very common if you're in the uh, autism spectrum. Autism spectrum is also referred as ASD, and we can talk more about that later on, Joe, I don't want to just say everything right now, but I'm getting some time while Ray is getting ready, too. So ASD is Autism Spectrum Disorder, and um, it's something that can present itself in different ways. It is a development disability, and people typically have challenges with communication, social skills, or have the presence of restrictive behaviors, too. Um, there are three levels of ASD or autism spectrum, which is from level one to level three. So you may ask, can someone be less autistic or more autistic? And you can't, you either are or you're not. The levels actually show the level of support that you need. So level one is you need less support. Level three is you need more support. And autistic people that are on level one are very hard to spot because they look like they have nothing, but they do have some divergencies, and it makes them special for that. So I have more to share, but that that's all for, for now. Thanks for having me here again. Pleasure to be here.
2: All right, Sandra, great to have you on. Thank you so much. And the good news is Ray is actually available now. But we are going to come back to you, and we really appreciate you being here with us. So
0: Ray, I'm going to hand it over to you. You. Hey, well, um, all right. So, um, um, good afternoon, everyone. A little little video uh, hiccup there. Um, I thought it wasn't accessible, but we figured I, I, I figured out how to how to get it to work, and there's always a way. Um, as Jill mentioned, um, my name is uh, Ray Campbell. I've been with United for about six years. I'm the senior senior accessibility analyst in digital technology, and I was uh, quite involved in uh, making the website and um, helping make the app accessible to individuals with disabilities. Um, and um, the disability I'd like to educate on is um, a visual impairment. And... Um, Um, I want to just share a couple stories about traveling uh, with being visually impaired. So um, I've been traveling independently for probably I've been blind all of my life and I've been traveling independently for about 30 years and um, I've seen everything. Uh, The good, the bad and the ugly, I guess I would say, and um, that, um, you know, the good news is it's getting a lot better. Um, for in my opinion, um, we were no longer, do we see things like, um, people being put, you know, you know, I'll go in this room and wait and somebody will come get you when your flights are you know, ready to port. And, and then, and then they forget you. Um, you know, more and more is being done, but there's still a long way to go. Um, and, uh, I uh, just, uh, you know, would say that um, I think United is doing a really good job in um, providing assistance uh, to people like me who are blind or visually impaired um, and uh, just, uh, have, you know, recently uh, been out flying a little bit. And uh, it's been uh, it's been good. And, um, you know, it, it, it sort of varies. Um, I think one of the things that um I, I would say is that um, I think one of the biggest things that uh, for the people who are blind or visually impaired, and I'm be trying to be as brief as I can here, um, when you meet someone who is uh, blind or visually impaired, um, it is perfectly okay. To ask if uh, if if uh, they need assistance, you know if they're traveling, whatever, it's perfectly okay to offer assistance, and um, but but please respect that sometimes we may not need assistance, and if we say no, we don't need assistance. Um, don't um, don't um, uh, you know try to you know, force that off or say, okay, hey, you know, because you know, most of us are going to say, hey, no, thank you. We're, we're fine or whatever. Um, and so, uh, because we all like to be as independent as we can. And, uh, uh, but by the same token, there are times that, you know, help is needed. So I don't want everybody, Anybody ever feel like you can't walk up to someone and ask if they need need your your assistance? But for gosh sakes, don't grab somebody, and because you're probably not helping. And don't do the other thing that you don't do. Don't do what I see people do on the L's in Chicago when I'm walking away, and then hey, Trendy, you're right from like 50 feet away. That doesn't help. Um, You know we have techniques we know how to be independent but you know hey it's always okay to offer assistance and i don't really have time to share some of my great travel stories but um i have got them (laughs) and it's uh it's um some of them are pretty humorous and and some of them are pretty uh Pretty crazy. My favorite was the one when we got to, when I got to fly in first class, though, um, going on to Los Angeles. So that was that was about uh, t- uh, twenty some odd years ago, and it was just uh, sitting there. To, to, we had to wait. We had to wait till we had to be cleared from standby, and they said, "Do you two want to fly first class?" and I said, you're kidding me, right? He said, yeah. No, no, we're not. And it was great, especially great when they brought drinks before we took off. So, anyway, that's, uh, that's all I've got to say. But, um, um,
2: Ray, you know. can you tell us a little bit about the Webby uh, Award and, and what part of it you were, I mean, how you played a part in that?
0: Sure, I'd be happy to. So, um, so the Webby Award is given out. And I can't remember the name of the organization that gives it out, but it's given to like the best. There, there are several categories of Webby Awards, and they're given to mobile apps that um, um, they have. Um, you know, that, um, and stuff. Well, I, the part that I played in the mobile app, we just relaunched our mobile app a little over a year ago and, um, replatformed it and, uh, relaunched it. And, um, I was pretty involved in making sure that, um, we added, we, we were given the Webby award because what we had done is we had done a number of things to make the app more accessible. We had incorporated, um, you know, features and, and functions, uh, we, we made text bigger, we made text a little easier to, farther apart, easier to see, and we also incorporated features that would allow the app to work better with the native screen reading software that is present on iOS devices, that being voiceover, and Android devices, that being talkback. And... Um, because of that um, and other things, we we got the Webby Award, and it's like I said it's an award that it's a, it's a award that recognizes uh, mobile apps um, in a number of categories, and you know we were fortunate to to get that. I I also had the opportunity to start to be in a video um, showing the app up on it was up on social media for some time for United, so that was. Uh, that was really a great uh, a great thing, and um, that was a big highlight for me. Uh, also, had the that's, chance. That's because
2: you're you're a superstar. Well, we well, see I you all over that. the place, Ray. You <laughs> know, know what? Another place that uh, I thought was really interesting. I was in a meeting with you about the gate of the future. And this is a really neat thing that United's doing, and it um, was spectacular that they had folks from every a lot of different diff, different disabilities there. And Ray was there. Ray, can you just tell a short uh, bit about the Gate of the Future and how you're involved? Okay.
0: Well, so uh, sure. Well, um, well, my um, basically what um, the Gate of the Future team did was they reached out to Bridge and they said, you know, we need. We, you know, we're thinking about changing, you know, the gate. Of, you know, making the gate of the future uh, more accessible as uh, as part of designing the gate of the future. Um, my first question was, are you going to make it so it's accessible for me to order drinks at the gate because I want to be able to do that? <laughs> and uh, so, then uh, well, that's you know, that's one of the things. But so we talked about. So what I think was really cool about it was. We have a we have a, a motto in the disability community: nothing about us without us. Um, and um, so, I, what I thought was really cool about it was that those of us who have disabilities were a part of those discussions and talking about everything from making sure that there are good you no know, good spaces for wheelchairs to making sure that there's um, you know tactile and uh, other. Indications of uh, things in the gate area uh, for those of us who are blind or visually impaired, making sure that things are uh, appropriately, uh, you know, so that we can we can uh, find them. So I thought it was yeah, a really one of the, great one. Opportunity. Yeah,
2: well, was great. And one of the things you taught me there was. Um, the, you know, how much the difference of a carpeted area versus a tiled area and how much that can show you where you're going to be. And if they did every one of those gates of the future and you, that you would know where you were without having to reach out or find anything. So I thought that was spectacular. And I they did add it to the to the model. Right. Yep, i
0: believe
2: they, they did hurt. yeah yeah all right so ray i uh, to put you on hold for a second because i want to bring daniel back and um we had and and sandra as well but daniel daniel wanted to share a little bit about uh his life and what it's like to travel so i'm gonna throw it back to daniel ray thank you so much it's this is what's important. This is you know, learning from your experiences and hearing what how you you know you've you've lived this whole this whole world. So thank you for that. And we'll throw it back to you in a minute too. All right, Daniel, I'm bringing you back on, buddy. We are.
5: Thank you, Joe, um, and I'll uh, show a little bit about intellectual disabilities and in my story. Um, so first, um, uh, Special Olympics creates opportunities for people like me with intellectual disabilities to fully participate in life, whether on the play, playing field, in school, or in the in the workforce. Like with our with our new SOSA program uh, to end discrimination uh, of people w- with ID and intellectual disability or ID means limitations in, in cognitive. Uh, Functioning and skills, including communication, social, and self-care skills. These limitations can cause a child to develop and learn more slowly or differently than a typically developing child. ID can happen any time before a child turns 18, even before both. Like in my case, in some cases it can uh, occur in adults over 18 due to traumatic brain injury or other cognitive damage. ID is the most common developmental disability with one of the most marginalized and isolation populations. Uh, Special Olympics empowers people with ID to lead independent lives and serve as leaders in our movement and in their communities. An estimated, um, to go along with some of the stats that, you um, we shared earlier, an estimated 6.5 million people in the U.S. and 200 million globally have an intellectual disability. They face ongoing injustices, including social exclusion, active d- discrimination, and worse are often denied their basic human rights. And briefly, um, to share a little bit of um, my story, uh, to, to quote Stephen Hawking, d- disability need not be an obstacle to success. Like everyone else on the planet with and without disabilities, I've had my challenges and sometimes defeats. One of my biggest challenges is that people don't always understand my speech. And that's why communication is my, my biggest struggle, but it's also my, my uh, biggest passion. I often have to repeat things over and over and over and over. Sometimes if there's a difficult word to, to say, I have to quickly think of an easier word to say. With these language difficulties, people think I'm stupid. Um, but that all um, changed when I learned about a new groundbreaking job with um, Special uh, Olympics No. <laughs> United Airlines uh, two years ago. Like like you said um, earlier, uh, October 28th will be my uh, m- mine and the three other uh, OG SOSA's um, two-year anniversary. So when I received that call from one of our staff at Special Olympics, I was feeling underappreciated at my previous job. But my unified employment journey was about to change with – United. So I would come to learn that if it created not only a job, but a new career opportunity in the airline industry that those of us with intellectual disabilities rarely receive. I was hesitant at first, but because I wasn't sure what United was looking for in a service ambassador, but it turned out that Everything about who I was was exactly who United was looking to hire. Like I said, communication is my biggest challenge, but it's also my biggest passion. My I, I am now, in, uh, as you all know, <laughs> a fellow employee at United and speak to strangers with comfort in a lobby in Chicago. My initial hesitations have turned into a career opportunity that has helped my self-confidence grow beyond my widest dreams. My uh special my fellow Special Olympics athletes and I had full shadowed some of the CSRs um uh, from checking in the lobby and boarding passengers at the gates. And to celebrate our, our new roles, we um we were invited to the plane pole in, in Houston back in 2019, where I spoke to over 600 employees. And in my time, my the past two years uh, here at United, I enjoyed being part of a community that cares. A unified employer that connects with people and unites the world. I know we say that all, all the time, but it, it, it's really an amazing and gratifying feeling to um to, to to be at united and um and proud to um produce this unified air work podcast series um so and and now proud to be on the um on the board uh here with um um, bridge. So these are just the pouts of my le- leadership journey, uh, and uh, I'll pull examples of what can happen when a company um, as united truly engages in unified leadership and how it leads to real inclusion. Thank you.
2: Daniel, uh, I mean, even though I know your story and I understand, I, I'm like always get goosebumps listening to you talk. We, as your fellow employees, are so proud of you. We're absolutely in awe of what you do and you've taken your the hardest thing you could possibly have in your life and turned it into like the shining star about yourself and, and it, it says a lot and I hope it's encouraging to a lot of other people. I think it will be. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I'm going to throw it back to Sandra because she t- has one more little story, and then I'm going to open it up. We have a couple questions that have come in. And before I do that, I just want you to know this is going to be broadcast on the Flying Together, not broadcast, but it'll be put up on the Flying Together website. And so you, everybody can send their friends to this, and um, we'll be able to watch.
6: All right. So Sandra, I'm going to send it back to you because I know you have a great story as well. Okay, thank you, Daniel. You're amazing. I want to say that you're an inspiration for me and my son. By the way, just amazed. Thank so you. really, um, I have a story to share of the experience traveling, and I, I thought it would be appropriate for for the time that we're leaving and 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 to to put in perspective from someone that has a disability traveling. I think we have to always remember when we travel, it's not catching the airplane, it's not the flight experience. You make the decision to travel even before you plan for it. And many people with disabilities don't even travel because they think it's going to be too hard and they think they're going to find so many challenges throughout the way that it's not worth it. So I want to, I want to pose it there because I think it's important So training, not only policies, but training of our teams and the communication that United is prepared is essential. I want to say that because I do have a lot of anxiety for traveling. My son is actually a silver premium (laughs) with United, even though we have a standby, the standby benefits, because it's too nerve wracking to travel as a standby when you are in the spectrum. So... Something very recent happened, of course, and from Brazil, we see my family very frequent. Me and my son go twice a year to Brazil. My family also comes to the U.S. very frequently, but the borders closed with the pandemic, so they couldn't come and visit us. The, the borders closed to Brazilians to come. We could go, but then something happened. We needed to wear masks, and I am very pro-masks. I think safety first and fully vaccinated since day one, right? But the mask, it's something that was an issue for my son. So people that are in the spectrum, many times they have some sensory sensibilities, like loud noises when you see kids doing this or adults doing this. Texture, too, and even light. So the texture and the feeling of a mask was something very difficult for my son. And do we have a policy for that? Do we have exceptions? Yes, we do. United does a great job by doing that. But I was fearful what I would encounter in a flight. On the way going or on the return of the flight is the team train. Is my son going to take his mask in the middle of the flight? Is he not even going to let me pour, put the mask on him? Right? The amount of anxiety and the chains of plans because there's something that he has the right not to wear and their methods to do it. How would that be imposed? So... Of course, he does wear, he has accommodation at school, he wears a a face shield, he could be pre-tested for flights, and it's not only the reaction of our flight attendants, it's the reaction of passengers, looking at a kid that, from outside, looks like everything's cool. He may look like a spoiled child that didn't want to wear the mask. Luckily, I have the means, I have the therapy uh, appropriate, so we started to work on a therapy for him to wear the mask so he could finally fly. He did fly. He finally fly. I want to say it's a success. The last trip was a little bit challenging at the end. But I imagine, imagine I work for United. I know how great our teams are. I know that. And still, it's a question mark. Should I travel? So I think there's a big part we need to do an education for our staff and communicate to people that this is being done. So they have the security that they can travel that United is a good place for us. So I wanted to share that story and, and plug that into just, so thanks for, for the opportunity. Um, oh, thank you thank, it.
2: you. thank you for sharing with us. I mean, I think throughout today that we have just touched this very top of the disabilities that we have within our company and there's so many more and we're excited to share those with you. I think it's really important to share those with you. Um, we do have a couple questions that have come in and I'm going to just answer one of them. I'm going to have John answer one of them, but really the r- reason is I think it's really important. I think it's a great starting place. It's from Keith, and he says, "I'm curious. What is the proper nomenclature ab- about the term disability? What is the appropriate term, Handicapable, handicap, etc.? And I'm going to um, go to John for this. Oh, well, I was going to. Uh, John, you, you can take your... a gel
0: if you need me to. All
2: right, all right, Ray, but we have a short amount of time, like a one-minute answer, okay. and it's just super important it's... that we...
0: Absolutely, right. and I think, I think that the most important thing, Keith, is... People first language. We are people first. People who have disabilities, um, handicapped, handy the, the, that word isn't really acceptable anymore. Um, handicapable, uh, physically challenged. I know that's always been one, but we are p- people with dis—people with disabilities, or people who are blind, or whatever. That you can use those as long as you're. We really like people first language, and that's uh, probably the best way to go.
2: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. And you know what? And John, can, if you turn your video back on, I, I'll bring you back up.
1: Yep. I, it, it's on it, Joe.
2: Yep. I know I can't get it to go up. Um, John, I wanted to bring you back because um, you had some great, there you go, uh, information about the new application as well. So those were the two things I wanted to answer because those are the most, uh, the biggest questions. So
1: yeah, and I would say, you know, building on what Ray had mentioned as well when it comes to the language that we use, it is it is very important. I really appreciate the question, Keith, that we, we use the right language, right, because we don't want to be in a position where we offend any of our employees or our customers. And the term disability in general, when it comes to the laws that have been written, not only in the United States, but uh, globally, um, and then how those laws actually use the same language when we start to build our policies and procedures, Disability is the accepted term within the industry and within um, the, the communities as well. Now, that being said, obviously, there's there's still folks out there that may or may not like the term disability, and I think it's always good to ask questions to, uh, to continue to do that. But disability is the, the correct term, as Ray had mentioned as well, but always we want to put people first, always put people in front, and that is what we want to continue to strive for. So then, Jill, what question about the application can I help was with? Was the well?
2: service animal form? It was just it, yes. And how do you where it is right now? And.
1: Yes, and so um, my understanding is that it it was going to be able to be stored. Um, so for any customers or any. Um, NRSAs or anybody flying on positive space with a service animal um, will be required to fill out the service animal form um, or forms if you're traveling on a flight that's o- over eight hours. That information is able to be um, in- entered if you're purchasing a ticket or you know booking your ticket on the NRSA uh, site. Um, And it will be able to eventually be stored. Um, So what I understood is that it's going to be on the mileage plus profile. So wherever you make changes to that uh, is exactly where that information will be stored. And you can review it at any time. The other piece of it that's really exciting is that with the service animal form, there is a requirement for vaccination for the dog. And we've also built some technology into the way that we store these forms where if a customer starts getting close to that uh, end period for that vaccination date, it'll actually notify customers and employees of that. Um, upcoming date to make sure that any future travel that they have um, will not necessarily be missed due to something like a vaccination date oversight. So a lot of great technology. And like I said, this is an industry first. Uh, No other airlines have built a system like this where we're able to store information on behalf of our customers. And also by making it a web-based version, um, anybody with any type of visual impairment who uses screen readers to um, use the internet it's completely accessible and we validated that and we wanted to make sure that uh, it works for the customers that that truly need to have it from a service animal perspective
2: all right perfect all right with three minutes left thank you john thank you everybody first of all our panelists are you guys are amazing and uh we can't wait to hear more from you and in and add even more uh, folks with you. So I'm going to turn it back over to Elliot. He's going to wrap it up with how you guys can get involved. We hope you guys at the end of this, every single person wants to get involved if you have a disability or not, because we're going to do great things. So um, I turn it back to Elliot. There you go.
3: Thanks, Jill. And, uh, I echo the, the thanks to, to Ray, Daniel, and Sandra. That was, uh, really appreciate you sharing those stories. That's, uh, really very interesting and, and always enlightening. So, uh, this is the beginning of October and National Disability Employment Awareness Month, and we've got some great activities and uh, and sessions coming up. So a couple of plugs for what's what's to come. Uh, first, uh, as you've heard, check out the United at Work uh, session or part of Special Chronicles podcast. That is Daniel's um Daniel's insightful and interesting conversations with movers and shakers. And he actually made time for Jill and myself as well. So uh, you see the dates where those are coming. Find those on Apple podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe, uh, like, uh, and and check those out. There's some really, really great discussions there Uh, that will be on flying together later this week as well. Um, But but check it out. Uh, We are really excited to partner with Beacon and uh, and support the Empower Hour uh, next week and then uh, a cross-BRG effort with um, Equal and others uh, for Spirit Day on the 21st, and then uh, one of the first local events in in Washington, Dulles, uh, the Special Olympics plane pole on the 23rd. So look for those. Uh, We we also have um, many other stories about um, employees and uh, and allies uh, in the disability space. Um, so check those out on flying together. Uh, and I also hope you all saw Toby's note to kick off the month uh, and received our newsletter last week. So we hope to to, to keep the engagement going uh, as as the as the month progresses.
2: And I love it, Elliot. And you know what? i have remiss in putting the QR code up there. I apologize. Um, but it is so easy to find if you're on flying together. You can simply put um, bridge in the search. You'll find this um, this uh, video from today. In addition to um, signing up for the BRG itself, um, the last slide we just wanted to put up all of our new folks. We're super excited about having them. I think you'll see there's folks from pretty much all walks of life at United here. We have uh, frontline flight operations. We have, I mean, really people from every most departments at this point and pretty much all around the system as well. So um, we're going to add more uh, events in the future. If you have ideas for us, we would love to see those. For the questions we didn't get to, we will be answering them for the email. And um, just want to thank you all. I mean, this has been a great day, a great kickoff I'm just going to put our, our <laughs> I couldn't figure out a better way to get it back. I'll just put our uh, cool new logo back up there to end it. You guys, thank you so much. We really appreciate you coming out, and we'll look forward to having you on, um, or seeing you on another episode real soon. You guys have a great day. Bye. Episode of the
5: Special Chronicles. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Special Chronicles Shows Podcast. Visit specialchronicles.com to follow Special Chronicles on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube, and don't forget to hit the bell to be notified of new episodes. Also, subscribe to our newsletter mailing list to sign up for our updates and get exclusive content delivered to your inbox. Remember to do what you do with these podcasts. Subscribe, or follow, and rate and review special chronicles on Apple Podcasts, the iHealth Radio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Finally, please share this episode and all of our podcasts with your friends and family, help us grow our audience, and uh, reach five thousand downloads of our audio podcasts, and, and over 14,000 average monthly listeners. Have a great week, and we'll see you back here next week with exciting new guests. See you next week.
1: Special Chronicles. Giving
5: respect and a voice to people with special needs.